Hey, welcome to Lancaster Baptist. Uh, good to hear, I mean. Hey, welcome to Lancaster Baptist. Good to have you back. We're glad to be back. Welcome back to my friends across the table, Michael Coots. Jackson. H.T. Jones. Good to see you. Preacher type friends. and They're okay. They're just friends. So, <laughs> you can have a preacher friend too. Hey, listen, uh... Before we get going today, I just want to let everybody know that my friend Michael Kuntz is going to be leaving our flock, our local uh, church flock. He is going to East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, what church are you going to there? Black Oak Heights Baptist Church. Black Oak Heights. Oh, mm-hmm. I meant to tell you, there's a Black Oak, Arkansas. Uh-huh. You remember the group Black Oak, Arkansas? No, I don't. Yeah. You don't remember that? I don't. You remember Black Oak? Oh, you guys got to look up Black Oak. It's classic okay. rock. All right. Anyway... Uh, I don't. I'd like to say congratulations on your new move, but I don't see you go. But well, thank I you anyway. I get it. I'm yeah. not the boss. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in fact, when Coots walked in today, he I told him uh, I've decided you can't go. He said, "Oh," he said, uh, "Did you talk to God about that?" I said, "I did talk to him." He didn't say you couldn't. But <laughs> <laughs> so I think you're going. But anyway, we'll miss you. Thank you. And, Going to uh, miss being for here. Doing the. All of this, and maybe we'll be able to figure a way to do some of it in the future. Sounds great to me. And uh, good luck on your new venture. Thank you. Speaking of ventures, uh, <laughs> in our new shortened format, Mike the Baptist, send us an email. Uh, comments at MikeTheBaptist.com. Go to the website, www.MikeTheBaptist.com. Look around. That's all I'm going to say. Today, on the front porch, you notice how we're moving immediately into the front porch. This because, is very good. Yes. yes. Yeah. On the first episode this year, we, we uh, told everybody we're going to shorten this thing, and we did until the second episode, and then the third episode was even longer than that, but we're trying to move back now, so uh, we're going right into the front porch visit. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting today uh, for me to see what it is you guys will say, uh, knowing it's being recorded and it's going to be aired publicly. I was thinking about <clears throat> there are things that men do that their wives uh, aggravates their wives. I'll start. I'll set. I'll set the table for us. And I thought it'd be interesting to talk about those things. <laughs> so on the front porch, the topic is things you do that annoys your wife, aggravates her, etc. I've got a couple of very simple ones. One of them is when I go to the refrigerator. We cook a lot in my house, and when I'm cooking, I'm all about the food i don't care about the utensils and i don't care about the, so i'll leave a refrigerator door open. i'll go to the refrigerator and i'll get the milk or sour cream or butter and i'm i know i'm going right back over there in 15 seconds so i'll leave the door open i'll turn around and it's like wherever she is in the house she knows i've left that door open and immediately scolds me for leaving that door open and i'm about to close it it doesn't matter so that's one little thing I do, and there's something else, and I can't remember now what it was. Is it when you forget stories? <laughs> Maybe it's when I just ignore stuff. I'll edit that out. But anyway, uh, so anyway, I don't I don't understand it because I know, and it's the same with the door to the uh, where the trash bin is. When I'm when I'm cooking, oh, this one. Now this is what annoys me, not her. I'm flipping the tables. It annoys me that she closes my door when I'm cooking. I go to the trash several times to throw things away. Mm-hmm. I go there. I leave the door open because I'm coming right back. I turn around, and when I go back, it's closed. So I shouldn't. It's not really Christian, but I've gotten to where if I've got flour on my hands and I go back and it's closed, 
leaving your mark? I'm leaving my mark. So <laughs> on her? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. On the door. No, there's not a, a white print. <laughs> and guess who cleans it up? Me. Yeah. So, okay, that's I've set the table. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Okay. So mm-hmm. HD, what do you got? Well, you know I'm a little bit of a smart aleck, and my wife has this great has this great way of trying to start a conversation like if i'm sitting at the breakfast table and eating a bowl of cheerios and she'll walk in and she'll go oh you're eating a bowl of cheerios nope <laughs> sure not you ever throw out captain obvious <laughs> <laughs> oh it makes her so mad and, and then i'm so happy about that you know that's pretty simple but yeah I that's, see you that's one that. of the things that i do and there's got to be more some of the things i do is kind of revenge that's not a good christian tactic either but my big pet peeve is moving my stuff don't move my stuff i could i mean i could you know i could have a ray charles moment in the middle of the night i know where my keys and my wallet my gun and my phone are i know Mm -hmm. don't move my stuff and so i have a reason why i have it where if it's set there for three weeks it's my stuff leave it alone and so she'll have a tendency to, to want to dust and then she moves my stuff, or she thinks she's helping me. Well, I decided my revenge factor was, you know, I, <laughs> I, I reversed, I reversed her stuff. Like, you know, her sock drawer now that's her underwear drawer. And, you know, her warm clothes was up on this. I mean, I, I moved everything. I was so proud of myself, and she never got mad. Did she ever even mention? She it? didn't notice. And when I finally was like, "Have you not?" Noticed? She goes, "Well, I wondered why." Da, 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 da. And I was like, "Cause I'm trying to tick you off, and you're not even playing along." So totally ruined that. Interesting. Those were good. I like those. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coots. Now, am I supposed to be talking about what annoys my wife or what she does that annoys me? Well, it started out. Uh, yeah. What what you do that annoys okay, her? But I threw in right. one of each. Yeah, so. yeah me too. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to follow along with the one where she comes in and moves my stuff. Okay. I can't tell you over the last 28 years of marriage how many chargers and things like that, like for camcorders and stuff through the years, that have been lost mm. because all of a sudden somebody will decide it's time to clean, which we don't we don't organize and clean very well in our house. But every once in a while <laughs> it happens, and then they disappear and yeah. never to be found again. Right? So, uh, so she not only moves them, she disappears them. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, and, and they'll show up a decade later. It's like, huh? <laughs> why did they show up there? Yeah. So yeah. you had another one there because I saw you weigh in the options since we both had. One yeah, yeah. So what I do that annoys her, and uh, I had to ask her this morning because you sent us this to think about before yes. the episode. Yeah. And I said, okay, I need some help with this one, Janet. And I knew this wasn't going to go well. And she sent it to me. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to start a fight. <laughs> so she uh, she, she uh, replied back to me, not doing things around the house unless I'm asked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, daggum, yeah. that, that hurts. But like uh, what? Yeah. Well, probably like taking out the garbage, you know. Or So you'll do it if she asks you to do it. Well, sure. I just don't pay attention to yeah. some things. But uh, in my defense, I'm thinking about all the other things that I do do. But, you know, mm-hmm. things that I you know what should you think need. more about. I know what you need. What do I need? You need a, a sign on a stick so that those things come up. You can hold up this list of all those other things that you do. <laughs> well, you're just really trying to get us into marriage counseling now. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to see a good little uh, friendly fight. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's uh, I guess that's one of the pet peeves that I create in our household. Well, what I'm hearing here uh, across the table and on this side of the table are these are fairly innocent things it could be worse yeah i don't go for revenge i've tried that it you know 
It didn't work. You still do it. <laughs> She's though, too nice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> She's too nice. That was very nice. I know. That was a nice thing to say. I think I've just got to the point where I'm just too tired for even revenge. Yeah. You know, I'll just move on. Yeah. So, but I do get tired of cleaning the flour and butter off the doorknob to the closet. So sometimes <laughs> I think about it, but I don't do it. I just you know, leave the door open, please. <laughs> Interesting. And we're within 10 minutes, our first segment. That was our goal today. That's awesome. Good, is to uh, 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 compact the front porch talk and all of our high worries and all that into 10 minutes. I think we've done it. It's, we've been successful. In fact, we're a little under 10 minutes. And I don't know what to do with the extra time now, but <laughs> I guess we have to take a break. We will take a break and come back and talk about some stuff we found in the Bible. Hope you stick with us. Thank you for listening to and watching Mike the Baptist. We hope you get something out of these programs and that they bring you a bit of joy and hope. This year, we want to ask you to help us grow our listening audience by simply sharing these podcasts and video episodes with your friends on social media and in the real world. Our goal is simple. Talk about our faith and how it affects our lives using common language, just the way people really talk. The message really is good news for people who are already churched up and for those who aren't yet because the good news isn't something we're given to keep to ourselves. It's meant to be shared. So we're asking you to share this year by telling others about the foolishness and the fun on Mike the Baptist. Happy New Year. We're just Christians trying not to cuss. Hey, we're back. Um, These guys... With me today are preachers. Some people call them pastors, bishops, bishops. <laughs> I don't think I don't consider y'all bishops yet. <laughs> Bish, bishop, bishops don't have a little hat, do they? Oh, that's yeah. a rabbi. <laughs> they both have hats. Bishops, bishops have a little hat. They're pointy. They hats. have big hats, like the pope. Bishop is the pope a? Pope? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's called Mike the Baptist, and I'm not even sure what a Baptist is, but. Anyway, uh, during this portion of the program, we're going to talk about some stuff that we found in the Bible. And just listen, and you will hear things that are interesting, I promise you. And I'm going to turn this over to the preachers to start this. We've been looking at some of the miracles in the Gospels that Jesus performs. And several times when he has an encounter with somebody, he'll say something like, you know, your faith has healed you Um, because of your faith. Now go. Um, And so one of the things that makes you ask is, how necessary is our faith for God to do something miraculous in our life? Is God does God do things because we believe He can do things, or you know, does He just do things? Hmm. You know, I think that's a uh, a yes answer either way, and uh, because we see uh, we we see the things, you know big one that we often pray for is for somebody to be healed of some illness and then you know when we get to see that we're, we're very thankful for that and then at times that doesn't happen but then there's all these things that in the spiritual warfare that we're involved with or that's all around us stuff that we can't see with our own eyes but it's like we know God and his angels are always doing things around us and I think there's always miracles happening around us we're not even aware of. And, the, you know, in the New Testament, when Jesus was performing all these miracles, that was to prove his authority, his, you know, validate who he was, prove who he was, and all this kind of, you know, those good things. Um, but now we have, I think, a lot of stuff that we don't even acknowledge uh, as miracles, but something as simple as childbirth. I mean, that has to be 
miraculous in my brain that you can even conceive a child and mm-hmm. see that come to be. Uh, so I know what some people are thinking, including me, a lot of times when you're talking about this, is is there a, a amount of faith that you have to have for a miracle to be performed? Mm-hmm. I mean, is oh, there are some denominations that base what they believe and teach around that, that if you don't have enough faith, he's not going to do things. I will just say to you, I don't, I'm not challenging that so much because I don't totally understand it. I will say that there are times in my life where I have not been full of faith and he's done things mm-hmm. that got my attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm cautious about using the word miracles because, you know, to me, miracles are those things that happen in the Bible. Uh, so I'm, I'm real careful about using the word miracle in, in, in my world. But he does things that can't be explained normally. <laughs> I think no, no, that's, no, no, a, that's the definition <laughs> no. well, of a miracle. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Let's not use the word, but basically mean the word. <laughs> I'm talking myself into a circle, but anyway. I just wonder, and I know a lot of people wonder, do you have to have an X amount of faith for something like that to happen? Hmm. And I think one of the problems with that is this whole prosperity gospel movement that goes in our country because basically what is said to you is if you have enough faith, God wants to bless you, send me $500, and he's going to send you a bigger check back to you. And some of these people fall for that, and they do some of that, and then it doesn't happen the way it's been prescribed. And so you're really left with, three choices. Either God is not God and he didn't hear your request or see what happened, uh, or the televangelist made a mistake. Well, that can't be it. So then the burden of the guilt is left to the individual who thinks, well, I guess I just didn't have enough Don't faith. Have enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think while faith is necessary, Paul talks about we walk by faith and not by sight, and we have to, you know, we have to believe who Christ is, even though we can't fully understand who he is, but if we're going to, you know, equate that, oh, we have so much faith, and that's why God did something in my life, I think we miss the reality that we're all really kind of babes. We're, we're so immature. We're, we're so inept. Sometimes we don't even know to ask. One of my favorite characters in the Bible is Jesus says, you know, if you have enough faith, and he goes, oh, I have enough faith, and then he kind of pauses and he says, Help, help my unbelief. You know, I believe, but help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And so um, faith is important, and there's no doubt about it. But I think if we start equating that with if you have enough faith, then God is almost obligated to do what you wanted him to do. And that's not the, that's not the mm-hmm. reality with miracles or God's uh, work in your life at all. Um it's you you can't you can't own god so to speak you can't make him become your genie in a bottle mm-hmm. uh, our faith will grow as our relationship grows with him and we will begin to understand that he does do things for us but i think when we equate it you know jesus said if you have the faith of a mustard seed mm-hmm. mustard seed is just a little bitty thing but he says if you put your faith in the right thing then look what can they can do it can grow into this huge tree that provides for the birds. Uh, so I think we have to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that exactly where the, uh, the uh, I guess the 
prosperity gospels that you were talking about. That's where the danger is with some of that is is misleading people yeah. who are uh, who may not understand that totally and wind up getting themselves in a really bad fix trying mm-hmm. to follow that when you know and who you know yes yeah well and it leads a lot of folks astray uh, <clears throat> we've talked about my cousin joe a lot over the last you know year of this program and one of the last times that i took him out to a store uh we encountered a, a person a lady and i don't even know how the conversation came up but um she started letting us know that she was a a great person of prayer and faith and my cousin wanted her to pray for him and his faith was in her mm-hmm. and her abilities mm-hmm. and things like that you know that broke my heart you know uh, to to see that and that's well that's kind of the problem why we or that's why we encourage people to get into god's word because <laughs> we want you to grow in in, in your knowledge and understanding let your faith grow because so many people are led astray so easily especially in times of need so so what y'all's words to people about why they should work on their faith if it doesn't matter oh it matters oh it matters okay so why does it matter well it matters because it it's deepening of the relationship um jesus had supreme faith but also before the cross physically he was struggling and Hey, God, if there's any other way, Father, if there's another way, mm. let this pass from me. But then he came back to not my will. And and that's that's the part of my faith that I have to surrender to all the time. I have these great ideas that God should do. God, if you'll just do this for me, boy, I'll really be something. You know, God, if you'll just, if you'll just keep me safe, I'll, I'll really do something for you. And some of that is that prosperity that if we just do the right things, and say the right words that God's obligated. You know, a lot of a lot of our heroes in the Bible went through some really bad things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but their faith grew through those bad things, and you know, it becomes the reality of trusting in Him, which is the most important part of it all. Right? Not that I just got out of a situation, but that I can trust Him in the midst of the situation. So, why does He want you to have faith? Well, with, without faith, there's just, there's no salvation for one. And that's that's the most important thing for us. You know, go back to John three sixteen. Whosoever believe yep. in me, well, for me to believe in him, I'm having faith in him. Uh, if we can't have even just a mustard mustard seed size faith in belief or faith for salvation, we're missing everything. Then I mean, that is our uh, our foundation. Uh, without the salvation through faith in Jesus, nothing else matters. So we've got to we got to have some faith. Okay, you know one of the words that you were trying to tiptoe around was miracles, and you know it does bring us to think: Does God still do miraculous things today? You know, Jesus um, healed people. He you know told the waves to be quiet, and they were quiet. And you know, I think one of the things that we don't do enough today is share our faith through the miracles that God does in our life. I mean, there have just been, you know, so many of those uh, things that just come up that to the average person, oh, well, that's not a miracle. I mean, I'll share one. We had uh, our pipes froze at the church this last week with all the cold weather. And I mean, I was kind of stressed out about it because none of the bathrooms except the brand new bathrooms in the worship center worked. 
and we're trying to figure out can we have connect what are we going to do and they told me this guy's name to call and so i called him and he's like well i hate to hear that uh, i don't really have anybody that could help you right now i don't really do that anymore and i was kind of like i was just kind of devastated and i was kind of like i i don't i don't i don't even know what to do and so i finally just kind of blurted out i said well can you give me somebody else's name to call because i don't know what to do here well, you could call this person, but they, they've kind of been in trouble with the city. And you could, well, I don't know if they're in business. I, 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 well, let me let me think about it. Okay, kind of hung up. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. We had some guys at the church. What are we going to do? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe we just pray about it because I'm not a plumber. I don't know how to fix this. This is way outside my comfort zone. Well, this old boy calls back and he goes, well, you're in luck. I'm going to come help you. And long story short, came over and within a few hours got her got her water back up and running. And you know, I was thankful to him, but I was also thankful to God because I was like, it didn't sound like he really wanted to help me on the front end. Mm-hmm. And um, so you exercised some faith there, did you? I, I, and hey, here's a good definition of faith: I didn't have a choice. Yeah, I really did not have a choice. I was at the end of my. Knowing how to do something. Ain't that when he shows up a lot? Right. As they say, shows right. up. I don't like that phrase. Hang on. Well, you can buzz yourself. Because I think he's there all the time already. <laughs> but Adrian Rogers talks about faith is forsaking all, I trust him. When we get trusting in all those other things, then then our faith does grow because we realize he's got this. And even when it seems like he doesn't, he's still got that, right? Yeah. So what about miracles? Have you had have you had a miracle that you don't want to label a miracle? <laughs> no, I you know I feel like I need to explain that. But <laughs> I, I think what I'm trying to do is separate. You know, I talk a lot in the. You're trying micro- to make you're trying to make it hillbilly ease, <laughs> sort of. In my Christian circle, I talk a lot when this comes up about magic. I don't I don't believe right. There's I don't believe you should use God for magic tricks. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think what I'm talking about is the difference in what I would consider a magic trick, right? And what he did in the in the Bible, which was he performed actual true miracles, right? That was beyond science, beyond belief, beyond explanation. And there's no other way some of those things could have happened had he not been uh, connected directly to God, right? So I think what I'm talking about is is using that term really loosely nowadays, right? To be like, uh, I found a new. Par- I found a good parking place at the front of the Kroger. Yeah, it's a miracle. It's a miracle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or even, uh, even things you know appear, and you, you hear it once in a while in Christian circles that something appeared, and it just wasn't there before. I'm not saying that can't happen, but I, my understanding of the Bible is that sort of stuff. He don't have to do that anymore, and it leads right into this topic of faith. He's already proven himself. And it's my understanding our task nowadays is to have faith in what he's already done and not be looking for these, well, I think the signs and miracles and there's some passage in Scripture. There's a good in or out right there. But. <laughs> so all I'm trying to do is differentiate right. what I consider magic tricks. That well, we've got things on. like the Music City Miracle. Well, that wasn't a miracle. That right. was a play. Right. That was unusual. Yeah. That worked, but not a not outside of scientific possibility. A miracle is really something that's supernatural. Yes, um, and they do still happen today, um, but it's not 
course, Christ in the flesh doing it, but it's him doing that through us. I know we had a group that went down to the Dominican Republic last year, and I believe they had like 75 sets of something to give out to teachers. Been counted multiple times because when you travel down there, you have to make sure somebody doesn't steal your stuff and you're prepared. And so literally they had 75 sets and they had 90-something teachers and everybody got one. And nobody could figure out how that how'd that work. Right. You know, nobody could, could figure that out. But I think all that comes back to this idea that it's the authority that Christ has, his power. Mm-hmm. It's not a magic trick. It's not a sleight of hand. It's his power and authority. And why is that? Why should that be so important to us, that Christ has power and authority over this world that we live in? Hmm. We, need, uh, we need an understanding that there is somebody that's in charge. And Do you want us to keep going? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we have to understand that we have somebody in charge that's bigger, greater than us. And, uh, I mean, we, we know around this table, we know that's God. You know, we know that he is the creator and the sustainer, the one that holds everything together and has done everything. Uh, but a lot of the, a lot in our society, they don't get that anymore. Uh, they, they don't understand that. And they're looking for uh, who or what or where can I put my – because everybody wants to have faith. Where can I put that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's – uh, I think that's one of the reasons that's important to us, and that's why he has to show us he is the authority. He is the that's where the buck stops. Mm-hmm. I like what you said earlier about, uh, and this is something I learn more and more about putting into practice. <clears throat> the older I get, is that you get to the end of yourself and what you can do or what you think you can do, and there's a point where you can keep trying to do things on your own and know you're gonna, probably going to mess it up, or you can just stop and turn it over to him as they say and take it as it comes my experience is it usually works out pretty good when you do that yeah uh, but it's hard it's hard to get there i guess because we're prideful or something um, yeah we always want to do what we can do i think so yeah you know, it's well, hard for us to let go and, and let for God. me i'm not i don't want a magic trick yeah i don't want to ask him for magic tricks mm. uh which uh he doesn't perform them for me. He used to ask for that kind of thing, you know, a long time ago. But that's that's a bad slope, mm-hmm. uh, slippery. Yeah, his authority um, is important for us to understand. And it wasn't just his authority back then. It's his authority today. There's a lot of people in our culture that think they can rewrite Scripture. They can interpret it the way they want to. They can basically look at a holy God and say, I don't care what you say the definition of this is or that is. This is what I think. And the scary part about all that is if he is God and he has ultimate authority, then he will put his foot down at some point. Uh, you know, that that's just a good you know thing for us to be reminded of is that if he is the authority, then, then that means his way is right. Um, his way is... The only way it's going to end up happening, so mm-hmm. we have to be we have to be careful with that. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you say that uh, it's good to practice your faith so that you've got faith to understand or believe that His way is going to be right? Yeah, and trust in that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, 
you know, we talk about the spiritual disciplines and spiritual disciplines are important to us because we have to develop and grow our faith so that when these difficult things come along, I was talking with my son uh, the other day, he's going through some really uh, difficult things in the military and one of the chaplains uh, talked to him and uh, uh, told him about some things that he needs to be doing and along with a lot of the other people there uh, to strengthen themselves uh, emotionally and spiritually uh, because when the bad stuff comes, you're going to be in a pickle if you're not already, you haven't built yourself up already. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness they had those talks, you know, uh, ahead of time uh, before some really bad things started you know, flying their way. And it's important for us to do that here, uh, everywhere that we're at. We need to grow our faith. We need to get that foundation really rock solid because uh, we know life ain't going to be easy for us. I have a question. Is this a good place in the conversation for a layman type question? Sure. For the person that might be listening to us who's not uh, soaked in this, as I, as I like to say all the time who's trying to figure out should they believe in all this and and try this out because something else might not be working in their world. If they hear us sitting here talking about, well, your faith is not going to get you the magic trick. You're not going to get free miracles just because you have faith. What's what's to make them, I guess, uh, what's to sell them on taking the step to go ahead and do this if, if we just burst in a bubble for a lot of people who may look at this Christianity in the wrong way as though if I do that everything's going to be grand mm-hmm. and I'm going to get what I want well uh, first thing that we want them to understand is why are they listening to this episode because God wanted them to hear this today and God has an incredible plan for their life and it all starts with this faith this relationship uh, with God uh, you're not going to get anywhere without that I mean, nowhere in his plan, because, again, that's the foundation. That is the the starting line uh, for us to have faith in Jesus Christ, that he loves you, that he has given himself to save you. And you need to put just your trust in him alone for that. And then once we have that established, we have so many things to look forward to. Yes, we know that this world is going to be hard. You know, uh, there's difficulties all around us, but this is the temporary side of this deal as well. Uh, we're get, we're able to go through this life, this deal right now, because we know with this foundation, this salvation now settled with with Jesus, He's got us. He's going to take care of us. And then one day, when we step into eternity, when Michael's body stops working, and I step into eternity, as we say it, it's all going to be okay. Because he has what we call heaven prepared for us. And we're not going to have these troubles. We're not going to have these difficulties, these diseases, these disappointments that we have in this world today. That will all be gone once we get to heaven. So we need to endure for a little while right now. And it's going to be worth it. But it has to start with that faith that we're talking about this morning. And you could better endure it being on that side of this coin, I think. I think so. We're not any different than these people we read about in the Bible. The guys that were blind and they came to Jesus, guess what? They'd been blind probably for a long time. They were desperate. The lady with the blood issue, she came, she touched the hem of his garment. Why? Because for years she'd been struggling with this blood issue. 
She was desperate. God will get your attention when life beats you down. And what he wants to show you is that there's something better. And I would rather go through life with him as my friend, as my father, as my savior, than to try to do it all on my own. Because I don't know if y'all have figured this out yet or not. If you try to do it long enough on your own, you're going to wind up in the ditch somewhere. And it's not going to be pretty. Kids, kids would eat chocolate cake every day, every meal if we let them. Why do we force them to eat vegetables? Because we know what's better for them. God knows what's better for us. And when we get desperate, when we finally get sick of being sick and tired and we surrender to him, that's what I'd say to this person, you're probably close to being just tired, Mm -hmm. being sick of everything I try blows up in my face. Every relationship dies. Everybody leaves me. Nobody loves me. That's the point when this is as simple as it gets, but you just look up in the sky and say, if you're real, prove it. Make me know that. He he's not he's not offended by that. He did all this other stuff to prove it. Mm-hmm. But if you need one more click, if you need one more button pushed, mm-hmm. I think he will do that because he loves you that much. Now, we don't do that constantly just to test him, but I think there's just a honesty point to say, I I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around this. Show me. Just make yourself real to me. And then watch, because it'll happen. I will say that this might be as close as I see to being a miracle. <laughs> way, to, way to come back to that miracle so point. Much. I love the way so you much. wrapped that up. <laughs> well, I want to get it in there, but I'm not anti-miracle. <laughs> hey, did we land a plane? We did, brother. Mm-hmm. You happy? Yep. We're going to take a break. Come back play any route. Do you listen to or watch Mike the Baptist? Do you wear clothes? If so, we've got some great news. T-shirts and hoodies are now available at MikeTheBaptist.com. Just visit MikeTheBaptist.com, click on the merchandise link, and you'll find high-quality tees, hoodies, and even onesies for the babies in a variety of colors, all with the Mike the Baptist logo and familiar sayings from the program. Mike the Baptist is a true labor of love. No one has to pay to listen or watch the program, but Mike and the crew have to eat. So a portion of each sale of a t-shirt or hoodie goes to Mike's local Kroger, Walmart, or electric utility. It's kind of simple like that. In order to keep the program free, we have to generate a bit of income to pay the bills. When you make a purchase, you're not only doing the world a favor by wearing clothes, you're helping keep the messages of Mike the Baptist on the air. Thanks for helping out, and thanks so much for being involved in spreading the good news. What a great planet. Hey, everybody, it's time to play America's almost favoritest new game show, Any or Audi, where we challenge our guests to figure out if a phrase we give them is actually in the Bible or out of the Bible. Sharpen your wits, guest. You're about to be in the hot seat of Bible stuff because you're the next contestant on Any or Audi. Here's Mike. We're back. Are you ready to be challenged? I'm saying that to the guys across the table and to the listeners and watchers. Any or Audi will challenge you. Every time it's a challenging thing. It's, it's uh, hilariously challenging. Fun it's uc- also it's fun educational. There you go. It's fun educational. So, uh, Coons is going to East Tennessee. Yeah. 
sure we enough. had a discussion before today's episode that once he gets to East Tennessee, he's going to carry on our pursuit of getting a word in the dictionary. That's right. It's and going to be a fun-ucational exercise that we are not going to shrinkle away from. Exactly. See what yeah, I'm saying? Way to use he's, it. He's taking two of them right out there yeah. with him. Speaking of Koontz, Koontz is in the power seat on any or outy. Go for it. All right. Challenges. So for today's any or outy, is this in the Bible or is this out of the Bible? We don't have to explain that, right? No, no, no. Okay. Just this is sure. how it works. All right. So here we go. You needn't worry about your reward. Needn't is a hillbilly word. <laughs> <laughs> I picked right up on something. Uh, you needn't worry. You needn't worry about your reward. Who would have said that, H, if somebody did say it? That sounds like Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that. <laughs> or read that. Is it a movie? It's a well, yes, all the yes. above. It's a play. It's a movie. Dick Van Dyke? I don't think so. No, that's Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch a lot of TV. Uh, you needn't worry. Or you don't need to worry about your reward however now, you want to put it yeah I could live with you don't need to worry about it well I don't guess don't if if needn't isn't in there don't it's not going to be in there is it <laughs> just depends on what translation you're looking for you don't have to worry about your reward that's sure. kind of what you're looking for it doesn't sound like it is to me as I always say though I haven't been to school for this <laughs> do you have a gut feeling <laughs> my gut says it's not just because the way it's phrased. It's I, probably from Star Wars. Just knowing him, it's probably from Star Wars or... It could be a Disney sign. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, reward points at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> you need to worry about your rewards. We've got, we're keeping it for you in the office. But, but it could be, couldn't it? Because rewards... Now, wait a minute. In the Old Testament... Well, in the old and the new, did they talk about rewards? Well, yeah. John on Patmos, did, he brought that up, didn't he? <laughs> Is that a new TV show? John, John on Patmos. Patmos. <laughs> Live from Patmos. Uh, I think it could go either way, but my gut says that's not in there. I think you're right. It sounds it sounds too spiritual. Probably because it's in there. So get your buzzer ready right. then. It sounds too if spiritual. It's, if it's spiritual, so we're saying it's. All right. Well, let me let me give you the the full the the full quote here. Okay. Um, you needn't worry about your reward. If money is all that you love, then that's what you'll receive. But you said quote, and um, that is Princess Leia from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Good job. Wow. Good pick up that wow. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> What was the full quote? <laughs> you needn't worry about your reward. If money is all that you love, then that's what you'll receive. Wow. So, yeah, that's what uh, Princess that, Leia said to Han Solo. That was tricky right there. Well, you know, that's the name of the game. Your buddy H picked right up with his <laughs> yeah, uh, couldn't trick him. Spock ears or something. However how you read people's <laughs> minds or something. Uh, Speaking of that, you think there'll ever be a time when you can transport like they did on Star Trek? Man, I sure hope so. Wouldn't that be That great? would be fantastic. I, I, just like I wouldn't have to that. sell my house. I don't want to be the first to try it, but no, I think uh, I think there was a movie about somebody trying that, and they got crossed with a fly. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. that didn't work out too well? Okay, H, what do you got? <laughs> Challenges. Good one, Coons. Thank you, thank you. The prophet Isaiah 
walked around naked. <laughs> any or Audi. Let me first ask. <laughs> is the spelling N-E-K-K-E-D? Because if you're saying naked. that, I'm saying no. It's an Audi. But you're saying... You're did, just saying, did he? Did he? Did he walk around naked? The prophet. Naked. Now, the, see, there's the a difference. high prophet, right? The big prophet. He did, didn't he, Coops? I'm going to say any on that one. I, I Seems like we just talked about this. I've heard this recently, too, somewhere. He might have preached about this. Could you know have been. I think you preached about this, and I think we might have been sitting out there listening. We'll see. Yes. As long I as we weren't working on front porch topics. It stands out when, uh, when our buddy H.T. preaches. Because if the word naked comes up, he says naked. Naked. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's in there, too. I think. I don't remember why. I don't remember the story exactly, but it does, it does seem like that. Are you going with any? I'm going with any on it. Let's see if we can break the trend here. We're any. Well, yeah. That's good. He, he did. For three years, <laughs> he walked around naked. So. Three years. Three years. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. Now, it makes you wonder what their definition of naked was. Like, you Was know, he showing too much ankle? Like, was he in his yeah. drawers? You and know, obviously, did, it wasn't snowing. Did he walk around in his Fruit of the Looms? <laughs> you know, was that considered naked? Or you Right. Know, huh. That'd be a tough gig. What but, does the story say about why he did that? Um, it was to, to show how... God was just embarrassed to get uh, for Israel. I mean, it was just, huh. yeah, that Israel stood naked before God. They he saw all the things that they were doing, and he was ashamed of them. Interesting. Yep. All right, so we got a win. There okay. you go. Hey, Coots. double winners. Coots, you have said for a long time that you never win, and that you. It's been a rough year, man. Twenty twenty four has been a rough a year for me, right there. Yep. Good job. All right, good ones. Two quick any or outies. We're going to come back and sing you a hymn. We haven't had a hymn this year, but uh, we said on last episode, uh, Coon said we needed one, and I think you're right. So we, we will periodically do a, a hymn in church fashion, high, high church fashion. We'll be back. Oh, wow. What a great contestant and a fine sport today on Any or Audi, America's almost favorite new game show. Study up, future guest people. You're next in the hot seat for Any or Audi. We could sing an actual hymn. That would be unusual. It'd also be boring. I want to ride my bicycle. I was going to look at the words of George Michael's song. Baby. If you just sing the uh, yeah. the chorus, yeah, just sing that part. Uh, okay. Like a rhinestone cowboy. Cooch said that we needed a hymn, and he was right. I missed the hymns, and I guess kind of in honor of Cooch leaving us and going to East Tennessee, we're going to do a, a hymn that's right down his alley or his universe, or <laughs> bigger than an alley. <laughs> Uh, is, I don't know what number this is in the hymnal. It's such a it's such a big iconic hymn that it doesn't even need a number. Mm. We're just going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
was a humdinger right there. That was there. interesting <laughs> right there. That's a first. Maybe yes. a last. But definitely first. Off yeah. you, Coots. Well, thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Coots. HD. Good to thank see you. everybody yep. listen. Good to have you around again. And remember, we're all just Christians. Trying not to cuss. We are that. And, and we're trying not to hum anymore, too. But you never know. <laughs> see you next Mike the Baptist. Mm-hmm.